0: Hey, welcome to Who Knew It with Matt Stewart. And uh, this is not Matt Stewart. This is Seren Mana.
1: We're in Sydney. We're about to be in Brisbane. We're doing live Who Knew It with Matt Stewart's in both those cities. And we're also doing our stand-up shows, uh, Dry Dryer. Is that right?
0: That is correct. Uh, Who Knew It's with Matt Stewart's and also Dry Dry in Sydney at the Manning Bar and in Brisbane at the beautiful
2: Powerhouse.
1: Oh, so good. And we're, you're doing the Who Knew It's at the Chippo and at the Good Chat Comedy. Anyway, we'd love to see you there. It'd be fantastic. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Who Knew It Without Matt Stewart. Please put your hands together for your host for this afternoon. It's Dave Warnieke. Well, hello
2: and welcome to Who Knew It With Matt Stewart. (laughs) The podcast where the guests write the wrong answers. My name is, uh, I'm not the titular Matt Stewart. That's what I'm trying to say. But I am the titillating guest host, Dave Warnicke. Yeah. <laughs> bit of wordplay there. How are you? Thank you so much for coming out. Now, what's happened is, unfortunately, Matt was so excited to come up. But he is a bit sick. So he couldn't make it here tonight. He's got a bit of a sniffle, poor man. No, he's genuinely quite ill. So he couldn't make it tonight. But he sent along a quiz and he's asked me to uh, be the guest host for for you tonight. Unfortunately, Matt's first pick of obscure 1990s cricketer Greg Blewett was unavailable for <laughs> Who Knew It with Greg Blewett so um, <laughs> we're stuck with Who Knew It with Dave Warnicke which doesn't really have the same ring to it so Matt suggested, he sent in some suggestions he said I could call the show What's It Gonna Be with Dave Anything like that, or The Host Is An Absentee with Dave Warnerkey. <laughs> But uh, I've been thinking about maybe I could take advantage of the situation and fully rebrand the podcast. and Maybe like try some new concepts up here tonight. So I've been uh, thinking about a few. How about uh, bonjourniki with Dave Warnicke? <laughs> My French language podcast. Bon Bon. Uh, how about uh, is it tourniki with Dave Warnicke? <laughs> Where well, we go around and each say our favourite Natalie and Imbruglia hit. <laughs> Mine's torn, what's yours? Another option could be Vince Warnicky or Dave Warnicke, where I play you an audio clip and you have to guess whether it's me or Wedding Crash's star Vince Vaughn. I'll give you a clue. It's always me. I haven't been able to get onto Vince yet. Or <laughs> well, my personal favourite, getting Hornicky with Dave Warnicky. No explanation required. Thank you so much. Now, we are going to stick with the regular format tonight. Matt's put the quiz together, so we are ready to go. Are you ready to meet today's guests? <laughs> Well, let's find out who's behind Dornakey number one. (laughs) That's the last one. Our first guest is a piece of wood winning, that's right, the piece of wood award winning comedian and host of the Mid-Flight Brawl podcast. Please put your hands together and welcome to the show, Luke Hagey's here.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's all good. Luke, how are you? Very well, thanks. Thanks for having me.
2: Stoked to have you on. Our second guest this week is an award-winning comedian and the host of the Chris and Sarah Wear the Pants podcast is none other than Chris Ryan. Yeah. Hello, Chris. Hello. Thank you both so much for doing this. Do you have any idea what the hell we're about to do? No.
3: Only from the moments that
2: you spoke to
4: us (laughs) earlier. Yeah, Yeah.
2: Because I'm also not the regular host, so anything could happen here tonight. Let's find out. All right. Uh, the way the show works is I ask a relatively obscure trivia question and our contestants have to write a convincing fake answer. I then read their answers as well as the real one and they have to guess which one is correct. So the first question, I'll explain a li- little bit more as our uh, contestants fire off their first answer tonight. The first question comes from listener Jim Bates from Sackett's Harbour, New York. Jim, are you in tonight? <laughs> Jim, thank you so much. Uh, Jim has asked the question, what does Gon goozler mean? Gon Goosler. I'll spell it for you. It's G-O-N G-O-O-Z-L-E-R. Gon Goozler. So you have to come up with a fake definition for Gon goozler, and then you're going to be texting it to our uh, oh. main man up the back keeping track of everything, including the scores Thank behind you. the decks. Would you please welcome my second banana? It's Jake Smith up the back. Hello, Jake.
1: <laughs> Hello. A pleasure to be here.
2: Jake is our voice of God, keeping track of everything tonight. So, I'll explain a little bit more about how the rules work. So you get one point if your fake answer is guessed by the other contestant, and another point if you correctly guess the answer. By the way, I'm also playing as... The House. (laughs) Boo. Historically, I would boo as well, but tonight, that kind of (laughs) hurts. I put in two of my own fake answers, that's Matt has, for each question and I get a point for each one of those that our guests choose. So each of us can score up to two points per round. It seems fair, but the probability actually favours me, the house. (laughs) And the house always wins. Although if you've listened to the previous episodes, you'll know this is not necessarily the case. Anyway, our questions come from our great Patreon supporters, if you want to submit... A question, you can sign up on any level via patreon.com slash pod, linked in the show notes. So we've got right. a Eggie, cu- you got your answer in?
0: Yeah, are we supposed to just... Dis- we don't discuss it, though, do we? No, no, no.
2: So the question is, what does gone goozler mean? Now, Jake is putting in some some answers up the back. Do either of you have a history of playing sort of uh, the dictionary game or any of these boulder-style games at home? Do you, what do you bring to the table tonight? No.
4: I what?
3: used to love. I used to love Pictionary, uh, but not not.
0: Well, not dictionaries. I'm, I'm I'm very keen on Scrabble. I used to be in, I mean not anymore because obviously, but um, quite <laughs> well, a family that's shit. Yeah. But I can flog my kids at it. But I, I used to go to I used to go to Scrabble tournaments from time tournaments? to time. Tournaments. Mm. How'd you go? Badly, right. but <laughs> uh, like you can't beat them. They are like 15 games a day retirees they've, they've memorised all the two letter words oh I know them but like oh wow. once okay, sorry but they know they know yeah they know much more than that they're um a bit special so
2: <laughs> well looking forward to the scrabble round coming up later on <laughs> maybe we'll get some picturing in there as well Chris yeah. so the question is what does Gongusla mean so I'm going to read out all of our answers and you have to tell me which one you think is the real one is it Gongusla it's a croquet shot whereby you knock your opponent's ball out of the way? Is it someone who drinks a usually alcoholic beverage, heartily or copiously? Is it one of Shane Warne's lesser-known balls?
1: (laughs) Is it Gonkoosla?
2: A person who harbours an interest in canals and canal life, but does not actively participate... (laughs) Or is a guzla the feeding tube used in the controversial process of making French delicacy foie gras? Foie gras. So, do you want me to repeat those answers quickly for you? You've got to tell me which one you think is the correct one. We're well, happy, to, happy to lock one Happy
3: isn't? to go now, but if, oh, if yeah. that's something you need to do for the people, um, I'm happy. <laughs> yeah. to. Uh, I'm happy what are you
2: to, saying uh, about
0: them? No, yeah,
3: I mean, I don't saves. know what the process of this podcast is. If you prefer for it to take a longer time, we can take all the time you oh, want. Oh, yeah,
0: let's repeat everything, please.
2: <laughs> From the top, <laughs> yeah. I am not Matt Stewart. Hello. <laughs> uh, Gone Goozler, croquet shot, where you knock an opponent's ball out of the way. Someone who drinks a usually alcoholic beverage, hardly or copiously. One of Shane Warren's lesser known balls. A person who harbors an interest in canals but does not actively participate, or the feeding tube used in the controversial process of making French delicacy foie gras. Chris, what's jumping I'm out? I'm going to you? for
3: number one. I think it's the um, weird croquet shot.
2: Mm-hmm. Locking in croquet for Chris, please, shake.
0: I mean, they're all pretty f- grim, aren't they? Like they're all possible, but all shit <laughs> as well. They? I mean, I know that's the idea. I get the it. But this is. I'm going to go the canal one. I think oh. because I think yours is the drinking one. No.
3: I'm not answering
0: that. Oh, okay. <laughs> Until I think it's hers over. is the drinking one. But, um, yeah, I'll go to the canals.
2: Okay. The answers are locked in. Let me reveal who wrote the answers. Someone who drinks a usually alcoholic beverage heartily or copiously. That was written by the house slash Jim from Sackett's Harbour. Ah. So there you go. Know? That's
0: naughty. That's not it. So, oh, great, no, great. so don't worry about you that. You got us. All right. Great. Are we going fi- this our, we're going to go number
2: five to number <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah, yeah absolutely. All right. I love it.
0: Again, hit us. Uh,
2: n- neither of you were tempted by one of Shane Warne's lesser known balls. That was also written by The House. I thought that was yeah. you. Really? I thought
3: you wrote that because I- it was pretty funny. Uh,
2: well, it's, uh, both his balls are very well known from what <laughs> I heard about him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the feeding tube used in making foie gras, that was Chris Ryan. Oh. I like the I, cut I liked, of your jib
3: I, I, did, I, did a, I thought I did a good job with that, mm-hmm. that was, It sounded like it was it's not bad. official Absolutely. It sounded official
2: The uh, croquet ball being knocked out of the way That was written by Luke Heggie Thank you very much <gasps> So a point there for that one <gasps> But that also that. means a second point <laughs> Because sucks. the real answer Which he, Heggie also locked in Is a person who harbours an interest in canals And canal life does not actively participate <laughs> Congratulations Two <Yeah>. points <laughs>
3: Wow, I, so
0: I'll, I'll start strong Oh my god. But take it easy now okay. I, see,
3: <laughs> I see what we're dealing with now yeah. You are a dork
0: mm-hmm. aren't you? Mm-hmm. But in disguise <laughs> deep, I, can still, yeah. down. I can
2: still bash everyone here
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Alright, we're going to move on to question number two And I'll tell you a bit more about uh, gongoozlers while the uh, Next answers are coming in Question two is, this one comes from Caitlin From Brisbane Caitlin, are you actually here? i right, we're going to move on to question number three. <laughs> <laughs> no, this one is from Caitlin. Which one of these is a real species of bird? So you've got to come up with a fake species of bird. Text it through to Jake. Oh, Hang on, we come up Probably. with a name of one. Yeah, just the name oh, of a species of bird. Fuck, all right. <laughs> and while you're texting that in, I'll tell you a bit more about gongoozlers, gongoozling. Uh, Jim writes, gongoozling, much like train spotting, is a hobby that can extend to all aspects of canals. The word may have arisen from uh, words in Lincolnshire dialect, gorn and goose, both meaning to stare or gape. There you go. And now I'm saying that I have to say the word canal so often. I can understand why Matt is pretended to be sick and not be here tonight, because he historically can't pronounce the word canal. He once pronounced it as "canal," And he was serious. He read it out as "canal." As so that's why I'm here tonight. Taking a bullet for Matt
0: says a no. bit about him, doesn't <laughs> it? He likes Canal. He likes Canel. He likes canel.
2: <laughs> wow, straight up the Gongus love. All right. Yeah. <laughs> How we going the answers? Because I have a bit more about Gongusling. We don't need to know. It's fine. <laughs> oh, this will be over real quick.
0: Yeah. I mean, the whole game. We're going. We're flying.
2: Yeah, you're flying. You, you're flying through it. The answers are uh, being written in by... Jake, as as we speak. The question, remember, is which one of these is a real species of bird? Okay. Now, they're all in. first one is the furrowed bugler. The furrowed bugler. (laughs) Could also be pronounced furrowed bugler. That's up to you. Uh, Next option is white-titted booby. (laughs) The rare double there. Uh, Our third option is the great tit. The great tit. <laughs> option number four.
0: That's yours, isn't it? So was you.
2: <laughs> Chris is loving this one. Option number four. How's this one? Jizz sparrow. <laughs> J- Jizz sparrow. Or is it number five? Fifth option is slag whip. <laughs> <laughs> S- sl- <laughs> And remember, one of these is a real bird. Is it the furrowed bugler? The white-titted booby? The great tit? The jizz sparrow? Or slag whip? Now, Hickey, I think you get to lock in your answer first this time. I'm going to go white-titted booby. White-titted booby. Yep. Why is that jumping out to you? (laughs)
0: LAUGHTER Well, there's two answers with tits in there, and a great tit sounds a little less imaginative. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm having it. Watching it, booby locked yeah. in? Chris, what do you think?
3: I'm going to go for the great tit. Because I think it's real.
0: Oh, yeah, I think you might be right. There's definitely one of those two. Yeah, I
3: think, it, I think I remember hearing that and thinking it was funny before. I don't know.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, answers are locked in. Let's find out who's right. Slag whip. No! That was written oh. by... No, that was written by Luke Heggie, the Slag Whip. Uh Uh, The Jizz Sparrow. That was from the house slash Caitlin. Caitlin, is that why you're not here tonight? (laughs) The Furrowed Bugler. That was also written by the house, meaning the real answer is one of the tits or boobies the white-titted booby that was written by chris Fuck. so a point for chris there and also a second point because the real answer is the great oh, tit yes four Thank points you.
4: All
3: right. There is some benefits to being a woman after all mm. um, No, that's irrelevant It makes no sense even It's not logical uh, But we're even
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's have a quick score all check, right. Jake Thanks now, to yeah? tits
1: yeah, right. uh, Score check, it is neck and neck With Chris on two and Heggy on two Amazing Great, mm. and, th-
2: and the house, how many are we on?
1: Fuck all oh. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, don't
2: worry I'll be coming back all right. Question number three, I'm going to tell you a bit more about the great tits. The bird uh, coming up after this question, but the question is the next one, written by Paul McNally from Waterford in Ireland. And Paul's question is, the musician Thundercats. Thundercats has strange and interesting names for his pets. But what was his first pet cat called? So Thundercats is the name of the musician. He's got weird names for his pets. The question is, what was his first pet cat called? Gotta come up with a name for this cat. Oh,
4: I'm fucking
0: who's, who's Thundercat? <laughs> Thundercat. Is he a popular? Is he one of those ones I ask my children? Is the radio broken? <laughs> <Yeah. Is>
2: that... <laughs> Thundercat. <laughs> Anyone uh, familiar with the great work of Thundercat? Yeah. All right.
0: Um, Why? Well, you, you must know cats' names then. <laughs> <laughs> <'Cause>...
2: <laughs> you are gonna crowdsource your answer?
0: <laughs> oh, oh is, this for, is this for points? I thought this it was is just point. filling in.
2: Oh, no, no, this is your oh, next question. I'll so, beg your pardon. Sorry. Fuck.
4: So,
0: I a was just re- fill up <laughs> yeah, between a real that, question. You think I
2: was just... doing like a side quiz. Fuck, cool, Come on. on, hang on.
0: No, I thought you were just... I thought you were doing crowd work. Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, <right. laughs> uh I'm going to tell you a bit more about the, the, uh, the great tit here. According to Caitlin, the largest UK tit it is... <laughs> Green and yellow with, each, with a striking glossy black head with white cheeks and a distinctive two-syllable song. It is a woodland bird which is readily adapted to man-made habitats to become a familiar garden visitor. It can be quite aggressive at a bird table. <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> Fighting off smaller tits. <laughs> Thank you to Caitlin. Oh, actually, I've got a uh, picture of it here if, you, if everyone wants to have a look. There you go. There's there's the, the so-called great tit. Can you have a look at... Look at that tit. (laughs) Great
0: tit. Great tit.
2: Great tit. (laughs) All right, looks like the answers are in. The musician Thundercat. A strange and interesting name for his pets. What was his first pet cat called? Was it... Cifalsic. Cifalsic, short for cat I found and liked, so I kept. Cifalsic, spelled C-I-F-A-L-S-I-K. Is it... Boogie Poo <laughs> Boogie Poo Is it Lightning Lightning the cat Option Hang four on, is Lightning, Lightning the cat Or light, just Lightning Just Lightning right. So I did put a bit of my own spin on it there okay. I, No, no sorry I was, about that. Yeah. They're all cats so. Yeah, I know but If you like I can go back and say Boogie Poo is the cat names Yeah, you know, yeah Such okay. and such of the cat Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah. You're right, no, it is just Lightning Option four is Stefan the hairdresser <laughs> Beautiful. Or, final option Turbotron over 9,000 baby Jesus Sally Hot Carl. I'll repeat that once Turbotron over 9,000 baby Jesus Sally Hot Carl. So these are the options. Is it Safelsic, cat I found and like so I kept, Boogie Poo, Stefan the hairdresser, Lightning, or Turbotron over 9,000 baby Jesus Sally Hot Carl, Chris? Do you have any pets?
3: No, not presently. Okay. I did have a cat that I called Mickey Mouse. Okay. Um, mm. Yeah. It was the colouring. <laughs> um, I think it's Nick, uh, whatever it is.
2: So Felsic, the cat I found and liked, so I kept. Mm. Great, fantastic. Very Locked possible. Who, who sent this in? Sorry. Uh, this one uh, has come to us.
0: He's going to tell me the answer. <laughs> Uh, don't worry about it. It actually doesn't but say. <laughs> it, Matt has not
2: told me who has written this. No, sorry, it's Paul McNally. Sorry, from Waterford in Ireland, I if that know. helps. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, it
0: does help. All right. <laughs> uh, you've gone for the... the. First one, yeah, whatever. Okay. I'll go for Turbotron,
2: the whatever. Oh, okay. Turbotron yeah. over 9,000, Baby Jesus, Sally Hot Carl. Yes. <laughs> okay, locked in. <laughs> Let... Let's find out (laughs) who's right and who's wrong. What was the name of Thundercat's first pet cat? Stefan the hairdresser, which I loved. That was written by The House. Oh, We passed the Stefan today. I
3: I thought you wrote that one.
0: I thought you wrote it because you mentioned Stefan.
3: I thought you wrote it because I pointed out the Stefan.
0: Who the fuck says Stefan? Yeah, no, it's Stefan. It's Stefan. Stefan.
3: He's from
2: Melbourne. Yeah, oh, right. it's, yeah. this is Stefan, is this? Stefan. Yeah,
3: my cousin used to work at Stefan.
2: Stefan? Oh, yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Have I offended the whole People room? You won't know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. All right, well, Stefan the Hairdresser was written by The House. Uh, Boogie Poo. That was Luke Heggie.
3: Yeah. Ah. Uh, <laughs> 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 what? <laughs> I, I thought maybe. Yeah. If not Stefan,
2: that was you. Yeah. Okay. Well mm. Well Lightning was, Lightning that was Chris.
0: Yeah, I that knew it would be that Because it's supposed to be it is I knew it would be one of our two. Better fucking be mine. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, one of you is correct. No. I can tell you that Safelsic was written by the House and Paul. Yes. Oh, <gasps> meaning the correct answer is TurboTron over nine thousand, baby Jesus, Sally Hot Carls. Yes. Hold well on, look how hey, you got it. That's mad. Is Thunder is Thunderclap American?
0: The... Thunderclap. What's his name? Thunder what? Thunder. Cat. Thunder. Thunder Cat. Is he American? Because uh, they love that y- shit. Yes, from, it...
2: from, he's a, a bass player, singer, producer, and songwriter from Los Angeles. Here we go. Yep. They love that stuff. Well,
0: like, they'll change their names to mad stuff. There's a basketball player who calls himself Meta World Peace now. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. That's <laughs> yeah, what that it, that they so love good. that shit.
2: That's so good. I believe the house got a point that time. Fantastic. So, uh, you're in the lead. Oh, well done. Katie. We're yeah. we're off. We're going to tell you a bit more about um, Super Baby Jesus Hot Car after this. But the next question is question for this one is from Emmy White from Albuquerque in New Mexico, and this one is what wild headline ran in Newsweek on the thirty first of July, twenty nineteen. So you have to come up with a fake headline here, and it's a wild headline, and it ran in Newsweek on the thirty first of July. 2019. I take it the date's very relevant, the way you're saying that.
0: Or is it... Uh,
2: No, no, it doesn't... Not necessarily relevant, but, but, you know, about that time. That time in history. While you're writing your answers, here's some more info about Thundercat and his pets. According to Paul, Thundercat wrote two songs about his cat called Tron Song and a fan's mail, in brackets, Tron Song Suite 2. The first... (laughs) And it's poetry, let me tell you The first two lines of a fan's mail is Meow meow, meow 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 meow, meow. I wish I had nine lives <laughs> He also had another cat called Asuka Ophelia Hinata Hiyuga 100 Umar Johnson Love Steen Supreme <laughs> Paul writes Kooky songs aside, Thundercat is an excellent songwriter And virtuoso bassist highly recommend his music. Give his song Funny Thing a Listen. It's very good indeed. All right, while you're still writing your answers, let's go for a quick break.
4: Quality sleep is
3: essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side?
2: And we're back. <laughs> Alright, question four was, what wild headline ran a Newsweek on the 31st of July 2019? Is it? Sweat, regret, upset and repet. Frustrated local on morning sun steps in neighbor's doggy do again. And again is it uh, capitalised. Or is it Arizona man shocked to find out his mother's donated body was strapped to a chair and detonated in US military blast testing? Sweet. (laughs) Is it man arrested for transporting his bull called Howdy Doody in his car on Nebraska Highway? (laughs) I have not read through this before I've read these out. This is a bit of fun. Cavalcade of horses break out of union parade cause traffic chaos? Or is it Who is Miss Jackson's baby daddy this time? Participate in our poll for a chance to win. (laughs) And remember, one of these is a real headline from 2019, is it? Sweat, regret, upset and repet. Frustrated local on morning run steps in neighbor's doggy do again. Arizona man shocked to find out his mother's donated body was strapped to a chair and detonated in US military blast testing. Man arrested for transporting his bull called Howdy Doody in his car on Nebraska Highway. Cavalcade of horses break out of Union Parade. Cause traffic chaos. Or who is Miss Jackson's baby daddy? This time, participate in our poll for a chance to win. Chris, I think we're going with you first this time, if I'm correct.
3: I think I'm going to go with the um, the, the, who is the baby daddy one.
2: Who is Miss Jackson's baby daddy? Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Lock that in. What was the first one again? I think I'm going
0: to go with that.
2: Uh, sweat, regret, upset, and yeah. repet.
0: I'll go the donkey vote on that. Fuck, that better not be you. It's good. Yeah, I'll go with the stepping in the dog shit, yeah.
2: Okay. I can reveal. tough, though. Tough. I can reveal that uh, man arrested for transporting his bull called Howdy Doody in his car on Nebraska Highway. That's Luke Hecke's work. Yeah. That was last week. <laughs> that was couldn't think of a
0: headline on the spot that was last that was last week's headline someone someone saw that yeah sick see the video so good and it it was called howdy doody his bull was called howdy doody yeah huge like a huge bull in a sedan (laughs) fucking unbelievable like the roof off convertible just cow shit all down the back of it and and like a gate on the side instead of two doors and he's just standing there talking to the cop going yeah it's my bull Um, (laughs) And they, they didn't arrest him. They, they sent him home or something. Escorted him home. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> good. <though>. <laughs> Incredible.
2: <laughs> um, next one was uh, sweat, regret, upset and repet. Frustrated man, steps and doggy do again. That was from the house and Emmy wrote that one. So uh, a point uh, for the house there. cavalcade of horses break out of union parade course. Uh, traffic chaos. That was Chris Ryan. Oh, you're in here. We've got two options left. Who is Miss Jackson's baby daddy this time? That was also the house. Yeah. Not the point of the house. Meaning the real answer is Arizona man, shocked to find out his mother's donated body, was strapped to a chair and detonated in US military blast testing. Whoa. Wow. I thought I it was too
0: they'd, long even for even they do that. Mm. Well, that's amazing. Do you reckon pot shots from a distance or like a... <laughs> How do you find out? Closest
2: to. Yeah. Yeah, like, how do you find that you find, out? You find out why by opening Newsweek. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> seeing a photo of your you all exploded. I don't know. Mum. You see one of your nan's limbs fly <laughs> yeah. past
1: your window if you're local. I don't know. It's weird. All
2: right. Well, a couple of points there to the house check. We have a quick score check. I think there's been a bit of movement.
1: Absolutely. So, Dave, so they, do you, the house gets an additional point because no one gets the correct one, right? Oh, uh, no. We never see. No, just that. two. Just two. Oh, I'm getting a bit trigger happy here. Hold yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> But I appreciate... It. Getting so into it. The magic of live podcasting. All right, so we've got... Uh, uh, Heggie is on... <laughs> it truly is whimsical. So, uh, he- 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 Heggie is on three. Uh, Chris Ryan is on two. And The House is now on three. Oh, give Ooh. him a round of applause. Yeah. All right.
2: <laughs> it's, it's anyone's game. here. Yeah, it is anyone's game. Uh, question number five. Thanks, Logan man. Husky from Brisbane sent in this question. Logan, are you in? Yep. Yeah a round of applause I hope I'm not going to butcher your question now here we go question five is before changing their name to Silverchair the Newcastle band had various names including the Innocent Crim I've already fucked it up (laughs) the Innocent Criminals the George Costanza Trio and what other name what other name so before they were Silverchair they were the Innocent Criminals the George Costanza Trio and what other name and while you're writing your answers, here is the article, written by Ewan Palmer, about the uh, dead body. It says the Arizona Body Donation Center, where FBI agents discovered a woman's head sewn onto a male body like Frankenstein, also sold an elderly woman's corpse to the U.S. Army to be blown up. <laughs> I should not be laughing. To be blown up in a blast testing experiment. Oh my God! Jim Stouffer donated his mother's body to Biological Resource Center in Arizona in 2013 after she died in 20 uh, after she died at age 74. He was thinking she was going to go to medical science. Instead, the body was sold off to the U.S. Army so it could be used as part of an experiment to measure damage caused by roadside bombs. Jim Stoffer told the ABC uh, News network she was then supposedly strapped in a. Ch- strapped in a chair on on some sort of (laughs) apparatus. I'm laughing because I should not be laughing. And a detonation took place underneath her to basically kind of get get, get an idea of what the human body goes through when a vehicle is hit by an IED. Oh my God. (laughs) This is such a grim fact. Oh my God. There was actually wording on this paperwork about performing this stuff, he added. Performing these medical tests that may involve explosions. And we said no. We checked the no box on all of <laughs> They can't even say he wasn't aware of the option. Oh my god. At least 20 bodies were donated for blast experiments without family's consent. The donation centre is no longer operating. So there you go. Oh my gosh. That is a grim fact. Okay, so the answers are in for question number five. Before changing their name to Silverchair, the Newcastle band had various names, including the Innocent Criminals, the George Costanza Trio, and what other name? Was it A or option one? The Bedazzlers. The Bedazzlers. Short Elvis. Short Elvis. The League of Extraordinary Rock and Roll Pals. <laughs> the Burning Room. The Burning Room or the Toyota Corolla Ring Stones. <laughs> the Toyota Corolla Ring Stones. So the options are The Bedazzlers, Short Elvis, The Le- League of Extraordinary Rock and Roll Pals. Toyota Corolla Ingstones or the Burning Room. they are the options. Heggy, what's jumping out to oh, you? Fuck. Just
0: because of the '90s time, it's a bit. It's hard to. I don't know. There's a couple that could be that time. A couple very Chris Ryan-ish.
2: Were you a Are you a, a Silverchair p- fan?
0: Uh, I'd sideswipe them, but not particularly. No. <laughs> I mean, fine. Yeah. Yeah, they're all right. Diorama's was good. Anyone got that? Fucking good, good album actually. <laughs> <laughs> so jumping uh, out to you oh God, fuck, I fucker the burning burning what something the burning room I'll take the burning room the burning room yeah. locked in for
2: Luke Heggie <laughs> Chris Ryan how about you what's your silver chair history
3: I, I don't mind I think it was Frog Stomp that album yep yeah no I'm, I liked their early stuff and I, I liked that they were young men managed by their mothers yeah you yeah, know? yeah. I, I thought that was kind of cute uh, um, I they're fucking hard ones because I mean the Toyota Corolla one just screams to me, Luke Heggie. Um, Short Elvis also kind of <laughs> screams to me, Luke Heggie. <laughs> I'm trying to read your face. Um, and, and uh, what was the other one?
2: Uh, the Bedazzlers or the League of Extraordinary Rock and Roll Pals?
3: Okay, I'll go for Short Elvis.
2: You're locking in Short Elvis. Okay, we've got The Burning Room. I'm regretting my
0: choice now. Would you like to change? No, no, no. no. It's all right. Too late. No, it's too late. Too late, okay. I'll
2: stay with the rules, yeah. The Burning Room. Short, Elvis. I can reveal that The League of Extraordinary Rock and Roll Pals was written by The House. Big round of applause. Fantastic stuff. (laughs) The Bedazzlers. Luke Heggie wrote that. Yeah.
3: is that right?
2: Mm. Okay. Do you have a bedazzler?
3: No, but I know what they go are. Go well
0: on this. <laughs> <laughs> Rhinestone collar. <laughs> the Burning
2: Room, which Luke Heggie locked in. Fuck. That's Chris Ryan. No, rubbish. Fantastic work. <laughs> well done.
3: That's the name of my son's first band in yeah, high school, really. Of course really. It was, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> It's a good name. Believable, hey? yeah, yeah. Well yeah. done.
2: Are they still around?
3: He, he's got a new one called The Wolf Cuts.
2: The wolf cut. Mm-hmm. These, I know. They're badass names. They're good, they're names. good names. Mm.
3: Need to put out some music. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> They've
2: done the hard part. They
3: will, they will, they will.
2: I can reveal that the Toyota Corolla Ring Stones is also by the house. Fantastic here name. Here. Meaning the correct answer is Short Elvis. No way. Congratulations.
3: Neck and neck. Nice. So four points again. Neck and neck.
2: Oh No, you're in
3: I'm, I'm
2: in here You win oh, you no. won. So two points there to Chris Ryan I believe For the burning room And, and to Short Elvis Oh, true Which I'll tell you a bit more about uh, after this After we check in with the scores uh, Jake, how are we looking?
1: Uh, so Chris got two in that one So that means that Heggie is on three Chris is now on four And the house is on three
2: Ooh well, How it's the tables close. have turned It's anyone's game here the next question, question number six. Our second last question is from Amanda Connell from Brisbane. Amanda, are you in? Wow. Yeah, oh. round of applause for Amanda. Yeah. Thanks so much for your great question. Your great question is, What is Santino, a chimpanzee at Sweden's Furevik Zoo, known for? So Santino is a chimp at Sweden's Furevik Zoo. What is Santino known for? Santino does something. While well, you're writing those answers, let me tell you a bit more about uh, Silverchair. After winning a competition, they changed their name to Silverchair. In a 1994 interview with Melbourne magazine Buzz, the band claimed their name derived from a radio request for "Sliver" by Nirvana and "Berlin Chair" by Umi being mixed up as Silverchair. It was later revealed that they were named for the C.S. Lewis penned novel The Silver Chair from the Chronicles of Narnia. Daniel Johns later said of the fake story, "We can't just say it's the name of a book, and that we were looking for a name and thought that sounded good. So we thought we'd come up with a story." There you go. Apparently, the origin of the band started when founding members Ben Gillies and Daniel Johns met at primary school in the Newcastle suburb of Merryweather when they were 11 or 12. The first iteration of the band had Johnson Gillies rapping over an electronic keyboard's demo button, <laughs> and their first name was The Silly Men. Not bad. Not bad. Good. All right, the answers, I believe, are coming in as we speak. And let's remember the question from Amanda is, what is Santino and chimpanzee at Sweden's Fjurevik Zoo known for? These are your options. Speed eating his entire food allocation for the day in record time. His current record is 12.6 seconds. So option two is throwing feces at patrons. Option three is performing elaborate pole dances which are surprisingly erotic. (laughs) Option four is, is he famous for attacking zoo visitors in well-planned attacks with rocks and other projectiles he creates in his enclosure? Or final option is, is he famous for whistling, living on a prayer? (laughs) Oh, Hickey! I think you're going first. All right, sorry. Do you need the options? So it's, he's famous yeah, for, just for s- quick. You can do the speed eating, but... yep. throwing feces at patrons, hmm. elaborate pole dancers that are surprisingly erotic, attacking zoo visitors with well planned attacks, or whistling living on a prayer. Oh, they're
0: all pretty grim, aren't they?
2: Um, fuck, I'm
0: going to pick yours again, I reckon. This will be. Uh, I'll go to speed eating. That's between that and one other. But I go speed eating. Speed eating is locked
2: in for Luke Heggy. Yeah, Chris.
3: I think um, making like weapons and throwing them at th- um, people. So the well-planned the pro- the
2: yeah. atta- uh, Well-planned attack. projectile attacks. Okay. The answers are locked in. I can reveal that performing elaborate pole dances, which is surprisingly <laughs> erotic, that comes from the mind of Amanda. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Fantastic. That's great stuff. Uh, Are <laughs> throwing feces at patrons. That is Chris Ryan. Mmm. It was kind of obvious, I thought. Yeah. They <laughs> <laughs> love that. Whistling living on a prayer. That's Luke Heggie. Mm. <laughs> Speed eating. Fuck. For the current record of 12.6 seconds, that is Amanda in the house again. Ah so a point there for Amanda in the house and a point to Chris Ryan because the right answer is attacking zoo visitors with well planned attacks with rocks and other projectiles that he creates in his enclosure congratulations so before we head to our final question what are the scores looking like Jake
1: I tell you what I'm on the edge of my seat up here alright so we got Luke (laughs) (laughs) Heggie Luke Heggie is on three at most and then Chris Ryan's storming ahead on five. Ooh. And then we've got the house on a humble four. Ooh.
2: Well, let me tell you, it's anyone's game, because the final question is worth triple points. Oh. Ah. Every week it comes down to the final <laughs> question. Triple points. turned up now. Up, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just wander up. Yeah. <laughs> Been here the whole time. Yeah. So triple points up for grabs. You could get... Um, All right. You could, anyone, honestly, can win it from here. The final question comes from Murray Somerville, also from Brisbane. Murray, are you in? No. No? Now, I'd love to meet Murray. He's a, a great supporter of all the podcasts that we host uh, on the Do Go On Network. And he actually well, is the obviously person... not. Yeah. <laughs> but sometimes he's a little bit humble, and I'm thinking that, Murray, there's a possibility that you are here, and I'm just not saying you are. He also is the responsible uh, drawer, a very fantastic artist, for the artwork from Who Knew It With Matt Stewart. So thank you so much. To Murray, who's given us this question, and it's we always finish with a movie question. Yeah. We're looking for a plot for a movie. It's so the kind of thing you'd see, like on the IMDb summary. It might be a. Uh, it's usually the longest answer. Two, three, four sentences. It's a short paragraph. The question is: What is the plot of the 1961 movie Change of Mind? Change of Mind. So, so looking,
0: a slightly longer answer you're looking for here. Yeah, yeah. I'm so, like on a word. short
2: paragraph this time, yeah. Okay. To describe... Yeah, the thing that you'd, uh, you'd see on the back of a DVD box set in the back, de- uh, back in the day or uh, on IMDb these days. Change of mind. It came out in 1961, but what is a short synopsis for that movie? And while your answers are being written, here's some more information, informi- information <laughs> about Santino, that chimp. According to Grunge, like many people, some chimps don't appreciate being stared at. Take Santino, for example. This ultra-aggressive ape lives in Sweden's Fjordvik Zoo and whenever guests show up at his exhibit, he begins hurling rocks in their direction. Fortunately, the crowds are protected by a five-foot-tall fence, a 30-foot gap and a watery moat. Still, Santino is the primate version of Randy Johnson and he occasionally wings a guest or two. But his rock-throwing skills aren't what makes Santino super-crazy. Instead, it's his unsettling ability to plan ahead. In 2009... Researchers revealed that Santino woke up each morning to fish stones out of the moat surrounding his enclosure. He would then build little rock piles near the water and wait for guests to arrive. (laughs) Then, at around 11am each day, he'd grab the stockpiled stones and start chunking them at the nearby crowd. Yes, it says chunking them. (laughs) While guests were traumatised and occasionally bruised by Santino's aggression, researchers were shocked at his ability to map out attacks in advance. They also noted that Santino was trying to upgrade his weaponry by making throwing discs out of concrete in his enclosure. (laughs) Hoping Santino would chill out a bit, zookeepers castrated the chimp. But that doesn't seem to have stopped him. If anything, he's now even angrier. In 2012, researchers noticed that Santino was now hiding his rocks under logs and piles of hay hoping to fool guests into dropping their guard before launching a sneak attack. <laughs> Incredible. How did you come across Santino, Amanda? I used to work with primates. You used to work with primates? Oh, my goodness. What were you doing with primates? Um, I did a year of PhD in um, evolutionary psychology. A year of PhD in evolutionary psychology? I'm just repeating it for people at home. Sorry, I'm not, not being like, are you, are you, are you serious? <laughs> Are you saying, oh, that's fantastic. And did you ever work with any violent chimps? I did, actually. You actually did? Yes. One of the ones up in Rockhampton used to be known for trying to drag peacocks through the roof of the enclosure. Oh, wow. So for the people at home, uh, <laughs> one of them in Rockhampton used to be known for dragging peacocks through the roof of the enclosure and like what, pulling them through the fence. Wait for them to land on the roof oh. and they could scurry up the wall, grab them, and just yank yeah. them. <laughs> and just pull them in and they just... Chimps are evil, man. <laughs> They, are. they are absolutely evil I can reveal The guess answers are in Here it is What is the plot of the 1961 movie Change of Mind Is it And remember these are the longest ones Emily firmly believes in her five year plan For her life and her career But fate has something else in store for her After a, change, after a chance encounter With a free spirited artist named Ethan The worlds collide in the most unpredictable ways Get ready for a rollercoaster ride of laughter, love and self-discovery as Emily and Ethan embark on a journey that challenges their perceptions and leads them to the most surprising change of mind. Is it option two? A woman scorned, a man on the run. A chance meeting changes the course of their lives forever. Could it be the love story of their lives or will she have a change of mind? (laughs) If they all end with that, I'll be so stoked. Is it option three? David, a dying white man, and the town. <laughs> I am reading what it says. Fucking <laughs> hell. <laughs> Is this you? What a way to find out. Yeah. It's a- David, a dying white man and the town's district attorney, has his brain transplanted into a black man's body. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
2: Challeng- <laughs> Challenging both his and his wife's lives as they encounter racial prejudice firsthand. Now a black man, David must legally defend a racist sheriff accused of murder. Oh, While investigating, David discovers evidence that will free the racist sheriff. What will David do? Free the sheriff to continue his abuse or ignore the truth to save the town from the racist lawman. That's option three. Or will he have a change of mind? (laughs) (laughs) Option four. It's the 1960s and high school senior Chuck Daniels has it all. The looks, (laughs) the brains and the popular crowd at his feet. But when an accident at football training leaves him with amnesia, Max wakes up believing he's an awkward, overlooked nerd. As as Max embarks on a hilarious and heartwarming journey to rediscover himself, he befriends a quirky group of misfits who accept him for who he is now. But as his memory starts to return, he is torn between his former popular self and his new found nerd friends. Will Chuck ditch the nerds and go back to his old ways, or will he learn that sometimes losing yourself is the only way to find your true self? A.K.A. a change of mind. (laughs) A final option is it a man is having difficulty with his... (laughs) What? With his disobedient wife. (laughs) He hatches a plot He hatches a plot To be rid of her forever But then finds a way To make their lives Work together Sorry Let me say that without. But then finds A way to make their lives Together work Or does he Or does he have it Change him mind?
4: Yeah. <laughs>
2: so I'll do a quick recap Because they're, they're quite long here But yeah, all right. Option one Emily believes in her Five year plan For her life and career But Faith Has something different so she meets an artist named Ethan. Their worlds collide in unpredictable ways.
4: Yeah,
2: is it option two: woman scorned, man on the run. Another chance meeting here that changes their lives forever. Could it be the love story, or will she have a change of mind? Mm. Is it David, a dying white man whose brain <laughs> is transplanted into a black man? Then he yeah. has to decide: can he defend a racist sheriff? Yeah. Is it option four? Chuck Daniels has it all, looks, brains, popular crowd But then an accident at football leaves him thinking that he's an awkward, overlooked nerd Mm -hmm. Makes friends with the nerds, but then starts to remember his old life (laughs) Or is it a man who's having difficulty with his disobedient wife? (laughs) Hashes a plot to be rid of her forever But then he thinks, can I make it work? Or does he?
0: Who's who's going first?
2: Am I going first? I believe you're going
0: first (sighs)
3: Sucks going first, actually. Um, I reckon it's that weird last one.
2: The weird last one? Mm. Or does he? Yeah. Okay, does he? So you're locking that in? Okay. Luke, what oh, are you going for? man, I'm torn here. And you can talk I us know, through the board now. Well, I know Chris loves
0: names, Ethan and Emily, that sort of thing. That's exactly the sort of thing Christine Ryan would write. Or also Chuck and nerds. She loves nerds <laughs> and, and nerd redemption stories and shit like that. <laughs> The rest of us are flush in their heads. She loves them. <laughs> um,
3: <laughs> Chris, Chris, is this oh, true? Let me say
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with the white man turned into a black man. I th- don't know. I just think it's. I don't know. I, they're all pretty wrong. I, You're telling me you wouldn't want to watch any of these? It's 1960s. I'd watch them all. But yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's 1960s. I think that's a to Serve with love era of. Um, racial tension, you know, Atticus Finch, but, you know, yep. off the back of that. Let's go.
2: Okay. Answers are locked in. It's anyone's game, as we said before. Triple points on the line. Emily believes in her five-year plan for her life and career. Then she meets an artist named it's Ethan. That is from the house and Murray. Sick. <laughs> it's the 1960s and high school senior Chuck Daniels has it all. The looks, the brains and the popular crowd at his feet. That one is also... From the house in Murray One of us is in here One of us is in here Okay here we go A woman scorned A man on the run Could it be the love story Of their lives That is the poetic work Of Chris Ryan Mm. Leaving two options (laughs) (laughs) A man having difficulty With his disobedient wife Those are the words Of Luke (laughs) Heggie So three points
0: it's not my autobiography, by the way. Yeah, it's, it's fine.
2: No, no. And David, a dying white man who has his brain transplanted into a black man's body. That is the real movie. Oh. Oh. Three more points yes. for Luke Eggie. Classic come from behind victory. Wow. The Brisbane Underdog. So while Jake is quickly tabulating the scores, I can tell you IMDb gives this movie 6.2 out of 10, so not bad. Matt couldn't find any decent reviews to read But he has uh, found some of their taglines These are the taglines One really long one He was a white man They transplanted his brain into a black body Then he went home to the woman he loved (laughs) (laughs) That's it Surprise Like surprised her or what? (laughs) That's the tagline Another one is Black body, white brain This is crazy And finally A change of living A change of loving
0: Oh, there we go. A change of heart. And these a all, but of Matt mind.
2: couldn't find much else about that. Let's have a final score check from bottom to top, please, if you don't mind, Jake. Who came third, second, and first here tonight?
1: Oh, it's been a real rollercoaster here. So we got the we got the house is on four. Four points for the house medal. No, no one wants to cut the house. I get it. I get it. Honestly, I get it. Second place, we have Chris Ryan on five. What right, a pleasure, Chris Ryan. <laughs> Oh. And in first place We have the tipper out of himself Luke Heggie On nine points hey,
2: Congratulations <laughs> That's a flogging in the end Now Chris and Luke Where can people find you Before we sign off here tonight?
0: Well Funny funny you should ask that Yes uh, About two hours from now We'll be on this very <laughs> right stage here. But performing. at ten o'clock
3: We have a show That's not sold out The 8.30 sold out But we've got a ten o'clock show Doing all new material
0: Yep um, Go watch some fireworks And listen to the B105 simulcast <laughs> down at the river get out your dolphin torch (laughs) shine around a bit and get back here for 10 (laughs) o'clock
2: with your fresh Stefan haircuts yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) and for the people not immediately in the room but listening at home you both have fantastic podcasts we can tell them about
3: oh yeah I've got a new one uh, called Chris and Sarah Wear the Pants where we look at old women's magazines and see if anything's changed
4: (laughs) I
0: love it love it a lot of disobedient wives (laughs) (laughs) stuff in there isn't it And my, my podcast is called Mid Flight Brawls about plane
2: fights. <laughs> <laughs> New one each week. <laughs> two, diff- two different concepts there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you so much for coming out. I know it's been a, a, a bit different, run. unfortunately, Matt couldn't be here. He was so thankful that you uh, came out, and bought tickets, and supported the show. I am. Uh, we we're also supposed to be doing a split stand-up show here today and Matt didn't turn up. So I'm now doing it all on my own. So if you want to come along at... I think it's... Seven, Jake, am I on at 7.30? 7.15?
1: 715. Uh,
2: 7.15. So we've pivoted. Instead of uh, him and I doing brand new material, I'm just going to do my show from the Melbourne Comedy Festival this year, which I never did up here. So in theory, it should be better. <laughs> in theory. In theory. So i uh, come along to that. Oh, and I'm doing book cheat tomorrow, live here, so, and I believe with Christian Luke as well. It's going to be a great, great, uh, great afternoon. Thank you so much for coming out. Uh, Matt uh, says he is quite desperate. Please give us a five-star review and tell your friends. <laughs> if you think you know anyone who enjoyed it. Cheers for tuning into Matt Stewart. Cheers for tuning into Who Knew It with Matt Stewart. I've, and now, I need to get this right. Cheers for tuning into Who Knew It with Matt Stewart. And now that you're Hornicky, I've been Dave Hornicky. Goodbye. <laughs>
0: I met Stefan.
3: Did you? Yeah. Amazing hair. Short. Yeah. Mm.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what the fuck we're talking about. This is a local it's a celebrity thing. Local it's celebrity a Stefan. Okay. Well, he, he got into speedboats. Like
0: he, he was a fucking big so in the eighties. He was huge, man. He, he, you know, Sky Needle. That's his. He moved that over to his office from Expo. Went. Well, I'm having that, and that was his new office. He. Um, Built a massive fortune just off cutting hair, which I was always sus of. <laughs> and he used to—he had this big boat that he'd flip. He couldn't race it very well. He'd flip it all the fucking time. <laughs> big pink boat. Those, you know, those ones that are just so yeah. fast. Those ones. And he'd fuck off and and. Or it can come back with a hole full of gear Because you're not (laughs) You're not building millions off cutting hair But he did have a lot Uh, of products Did you
3: ever go to Stefan the hairdresser's place? No I looked into
0: it recently actually I think I was going to get a perm for a show Up here (laughs) But then as it suggests quite permanent It was quite an extraordinary
2: experience Like
0: 400 bucks or something I said no I won't be doing that
2: Mm. (laughs) um, Has anyone been to Stefan before? Oh my goodness What's it like? How much did it cost? Great
0: ad campaign, though. They used to have a great ad campaign. People Uh, walk past, go Stefan, just in the street. Had a rainbow.
3: Right, he expanded. I had it at the Gold Coast. My cousin used to cut hair there. I used to go in. Wow. You have a
0: restaurant on the mall here called Jojo's. Rubbish. (laughs) (laughs) You can tell that because they had an escalator from the street. You know, escalators are slightly outside. There's always something sus with that. (laughs) They don't fucking work after a while. The (laughs) rain gets them. I'd never go anywhere where there's an escalator. To, to my table. To door. my table. To like, your table? Not to individual tables, but like uh, top of the escalator. <laughs> <laughs> there's that's, that's one table. Terrible business model. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Were you a, are you a silver chair fan? Uh, I would sideswipe them, but not particularly, no. <laughs> I mean, fine, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're all right. Diorama was good. Anyone got that? <laughs> Fucking cl- good good album, actually. <laughs> Big actually, Diorama yeah, fan. I, I was a fan. <laughs> yeah. And then Daniel John started turning up at gigs. Do you know this in Sydney? you ever see him? Started turning up at this comedy gig and heckling. It was fucking weird. It was Daniel Johnson Silver Chair heckles comedians. Maybe four or five years ago. Yeah, he'd be sitting in the in this one particular gig. I think his mate owned the bar. He'd just sit in the dark heckling. Just having a bottle of wine and going nuts. Did you ever did you ever have <laughs> the honour of being
2: heckled by Daniel Johns? No,
0: no. I was, I was too good.
2: I'd love to... So. Yeah. No, 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 I was He was terrified. No, no, he didn't. I'd I love to I know what kind of... He's out
0: smoking when I was... On right, was, it? Was, it was there kind of... Play.
2: Can you think of any heckles that Daniel Johns would deliver?
0: I was just like, this is shit. So just not... Yeah, not... It's a classic. Yeah, not... Um, <laughs> nothing, you know, nothing to
2: write home about. Right. When Silverchair reform, we know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> this is shit. <laughs> Heard it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, these are the hits. Option two. Is he famous for throwing feces at patrons? Whoa! <laughs> this podcast is taking
0: off. What was that? I mean,
3: that was some kind That's of plane, fine.
0: yeah? Oh, yeah.
2: It, was river it? fire. Riverfire? I was thinking that that was... I thought it was There's like Stefan taking off on his boat. <laughs> Flipping. So that was an actual jet. I'm not sure if the mics picked it up at home, but that was...
3: I thought what? the roof was collapsing. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I have shat myself, okay. (laughs)